Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sroden here with the expert himself, Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how's it going? I'm doing great, my man. Hope you are too. I'm doing wonderful. Today, we're going to be talking about something that is everywhere, and that is the reasons for MHP investment opportunities. It looks like right now, there are so many things that are pushing on the market and changing things, and we're going to dive into that today. So, Glenn, give us top level. You know, what are some of the reasons for MHP investment opportunities right now? Right. So, the number one reason people get in, I think, I mean, I don't know the number one reason, I'm just a dude, but the reason that I hear most people get into this is because they really want to secure their future and they want to eventually have something beyond their job that, you know, if they lose their job, they can still have, you know, a cash flowing asset, right? So it goes back to one of the previous episodes about, uh, you know, passive investment. That's why I think a lot of people get into this industry is they believe they can make a passive income off of this. Uh, you know, so, and that's, that's a great reason, but a lot of the other reasons that people get involved with this is, is straight economics. I mean, like right now, you know, we have an affordable housing crisis in the United States. Okay. Period. And that's the end of the story. It's not getting solved. Okay. It's the incremental type of pe- you know, pieces getting solved here and there, but as a whole, housing is really freaking expensive. Okay. And for uh, a lot of people, ownership is out of reach. And even renting houses nowadays is starting to get really expensive in any of the major cities. And the apartments are starting to climb extremely expensive too. So MH is really filling a void. And what we see people investing in is, hey, I'm moving my money from single family residential investments or from apartment investments and moving it over to here. Um, And what what that, because they're seeing something there from a per door standpoint, a cost of a door. Okay, you know, for a house is 350,000 plus or minus, right? An apartment door is, is, you know, I don't know what they are. I didn't look it up, but I'm guessing it's 100 plus, right? But an MH door, a brand spanking new one is only about 60, you know, 55, $60,000 for most, you know, nice looking homes. And on a transaction where you're buying used homes, I mean, we're constantly selling homes between 10 and $20,000 on top of the price for the land. But you're getting compensated for both. So you're you're getting a very low cost door that you're going to be able to have a nice markup on if you go and sell. And you're getting, you know, a permanent tenant. The average MH tenant stays on site in that lot, in that home for 16 plus years. Okay. Consider that to an apartment tenant that sticks around for, you know, two to three years. Right. Not it's, it's, it's a massively different thing. And the tenant feels pride of ownership because they own their home. Right. And so that's that's a big reason people are coming in here. They see that we have, you know, one of the last available options for unsubsidized affordable housing. Okay, Um, that's that's a big thing. Uh, Another really, really strong reason that I think a lot of the new action is starting to happen is because of inflationary worries, you know, worries. Um, So when you have high inflation or, 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 or runaway inflation, the best place to park your money is cash flowing real estate. Okay. It's, it's a hedge against inflation and a it's predictable income. Right. And even in rent control states that allow that afford you the ability to, to match CPI plus a little bit of margin, you're doing pretty good. Um, and in places that uh, are unrestricted, 
you're able to raise your revenues as much as you want, whether you do it responsibly and ethically, like I would prefer, that's that's not a law, you don't have to, right? So a lot of people are moving into uh, uh, MH as a, as a recessionary hedge, okay? Um, the next thing is is the low cost debt, long-term low cost debt in this industry, five less than five percent. The six months ago is you know in the mid threes. You know, now today it's like hovering plus or minus four percent. And even in a park-owned home community where you're buying a, an all park-owned home community and you know all the you know all the all the homes are owned by the park, um, you're getting those doors for really cheap, you're getting debt around five percent, and you're getting like a 75% LTV. The cash flows on these things are, are, are massive on paper. The reality is you might have to work for them on a park-owned home community, but the cash flows are huge. And from a lot rent standpoint, the cash flows are still very strong because most of the time the, the, the lenders are going to loan you really just on the lot rent revenue side of the equation. And, you know, your DCR might, might look low, but when you look at your cash on cash, it's actually going to be significantly higher. Uh, because of all that extra park-owned home income. So, I mean, there's there's lots of really good reasons to be right now getting involved. Yes, we might have peaked a few months ago. And yes, you know, prices might still feel inflated, but not in 10 years or not, not in five years. Or not, okay. And that's what, that's what I think that what you really need to hedge against right here is, you know, these, these uh, uh, rents, are escalating across the board dramatically everywhere. So even a low entry cap point on a stabilized park is still going to have better rent growth than a stabilized apartment building uh, with the rent growth that they would be projecting. And that's that's a big, big thing to think about. I just thought about this. Gas. Gas prices being at $5 is going to put the crunch on people especially the people who are already struggling and they're going to need more and more sources. I think MHP is going to be a growing market, especially if this war drags out or if we get dragged in, gas prices continue to go up. OPEC can't reach, you know, production needs. Venezuela can't reach production needs. Gas goes up even further. Guess what the best investment is? MHP. I mean, it really, it really just works well. I mean, as, you know, as the economies start to become tougher, people look for more affordable options. In, in the United States, there's only 40,000 parks, plus or minus, okay? You know, some people argue it's 45,000, fine. Whatever the number is, there's only a few parks across all of America, and they're not giving us more zoning on any substantial level to even keep pace with the, with the parks that are falling off and, and being redeveloped. Right? So there's still a net loss of parks every year and it's the most affordable solution. And, you know, a lot of these parks will have a good bit of occupancy to fill up. And so, I mean, logic dictates that this is a market that for the foreseeable future is still going to have above market average growth as compared to the other real estate verticals and give you a hedge against uh, inflation and the tax benefits. We didn't even mention the tax benefits. The tax benefits are massive right now for better or worse. There's some pretty uh, substantial tax stuff that, that came in under the Trump presidency that are now going to start getting whittled down. Things like accelerated depreciation, opportunity zones and stuff like that, that really, really, really maximize your returns. Uh, the accelerated depreciation, you know, we, we've had Yona on here before, Yona Weiss, and he's walked us through it about how much money can actually be recaptured in year one by doing a cost seg type of statement and using accelerated depreciation. You know, you, 
often can get you know 50 to 90% of your uh, initial down payment back in taxes on year one, okay? So you get all the depreciation and you get your money back and you're hedging against the, against the inflation and you're providing affordable housing and you're in a market that's the skyrocketing growth. Like I said, like there was one company I was looking online, they, they formed in 1986, since 1986 today, yes, that's 40 years plus or minus 35 years, 2000% growth in their valuations, okay? Like 2000% returns, like that's, that's phenomenal. So what will the next 40 years look like? I don't know, but right now the foreseeable that I can see for the next five or 10 years, seems like this is still the best real estate asset to be investing in. I mean, it, it's proving out. I mean, I think that this industry really needs a makeover. I think if somebody just jumped in and, and just had a paradigm shift and said, I'm building a community, but it's going to be a storage container community, which is essentially a mobile home community, except it's stationary. But, but what I'm saying is, what, well, why Those not? Happening, though. Like, like Asheville's got a couple uh, communities that are storage containers and they look a little kooky. I was in London a yeah, few but years what's ago. The diff- what's the difference though, in terms of like, you know, affordability and all of that. Cause if more of those pop up, people are going to be more comfortable with, you know, the traditional mobile homes or manufacturing. There, yeah, there's going to be a lower price product that solves some housing issues too. Um, the containers I'm not a huge fan of. They're cool for like my backyard, you know, like that would be awesome. Um, but at the end of the day, after you add all the insulation into the thing, after you add all the wiring, after you add all of the, the drywall or whatever kind of features of the wall you want, you have a really, really narrow box that, that you're living in. And it's not always not always accommodating for a long-term type of life. You know? I to- totally um, get it. You know, but as a, as a place to go, like I used to live in, in, in cabins we built ourselves that were 400 square feet with my kids. And we lived in there for extended periods of time, sometimes years. Right. And yes, I can tell you it solved the problem for us. Affordable, cheap housing. And today we be called a tiny house. Back then we, we didn't call them that. It was just called a cabin. And I can tell you it was kind of it was fun for the for a while, but it was kind of miserable in the long run having <laughs> me and my kids in this really cramped space. Um, I'm, I, just, I, I'm just I'm just saying there's a movement out there for it. And I know there's a necessity for it. And it, it can definitely help in, in many aspects, including the homeless aspect of, of, of our homeless epidemic in America. You know, things like that could be a great way to do it. But, you know, for most of my investors, it's not it's not what they're really looking at. That's like on the far fringe. No, right? uh, no I, I, I get that. What I was really talking about was just that paradigm shift in people's thinking. Right. If they thought it was cool and trendy and there was a way it was being done that caught their eye, whether it's efficient or not, that is going to elevate the industry and give more opportunities for parks to open up. So that was kind of like, you know, just the rising tide lifts all ships. I think MHP has a really bad um, stigma. But here's the thing. And you know, it's it. I do feel it wearing away every year. Okay, like it becomes more acceptable uh, to 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 have um, you know your house in MH Park. We had this thing, this American dream forever that every American should own their home, right? Well, that that became out of out of reach. That just became out of the reach for the vast majority of people, right? Now, what people really want is is yes, they want a home, but they also want the flexibility 
of being able to move if they if the economy requires it and not have to sell their house and all that things. And, and that's where MH really shines, you know, because you can move your home, you know, assuming it's a new home, you know, once or twice, and you can take it with you. Now, it's not it's not cheap and it ain't easy, but it can be done. And most of the time it doesn't make sense unless you're moving from like one town to another right down the street. Uh, but there's there, there's something about it that at least gives the poor Americans an opportunity to feel engaged with the American dream by owning something. Right oh, yeah. now, it's up to the to the landlords, you know, of course, to have to create safe you know communities and provide affordable living. But at the same time, it's expensive to be a landlord, and it's unfortunate there's so much bad press against you know landlords having to raise rents because they're not given the fair side. And as a guy who, who who preaches for you know the betterment of the tenants, I can tell you some of these you know rent you know rent hikes sometimes are necessary, and sometimes you know they're for the betterment of the community because they were so dilapidated before you know. And so, but if you do it right. The tenant doesn't feel uh, uh, displaced with it. Yes, it's going to be more expensive, but it's going to be better for you in the long run, and it's still more affordable than your options. Is kind of the argument on on one side, uh, and you have to be able to see both sides of this thing. And that that's the stigma that has to go away is the greedy landlord stick stigma and the uh, you know the, the trailer park with drugs and you know bad people. Those two stigmas have to get have to get removed. And I, I, see, I see it peeling away every year. There's some great organizations out there doing great things. And there's a lot more press now on, on parks than there's ever been. Um, I, I was just quoted in a, in, a, in a USA Today article, and it was a nice, nice piece for, you know, we don't see much of that about MH, but that was in USA Today. And it was about how MH is helping affordable housing in, in America. Um, you know, and so I think more of that needs to happen. I, I do think more of the responsible park owners need to unify and create some kind of organization beyond just MHI and beyond some tenants rights watch groups, but really, you know, create a, a new branding image for our industry and be able to, you know, uh, show exemplary type of, you know, parks that are like, this is what's possible for you because that will change a lot of people's opinion in the long run. Right now, everybody's still stuck on trailer park stuff with the trailer park TV show that was out and all that kind of trailer stuff. park boys and, and all that. Yeah, and, and it's it's unfortunate. It's just well, there's there's a whole trailer genre of humor. I well, mean, on on TikTok and and on all those things. And I've been you know since I moved to where I live now. There's a lot of uh, mobile home parks around me, and my kids have friends who live in mobile home parks. Sure. And so, like, I I went over to one this weekend, dropped my kid off, and went to a party. And I just think people need to spend more time, and not with the stigma of just yeah. like. This is just people living in houses, man. Like, they're you know, houses, they're just different looking houses. Yeah. You know, they, they, they just, these are people land, who are, but, in some cases, know. they choose to have a simpler life. In some cases, that's the life that they're living and they're making the very best of it. And that some of them are very fucking happy, happier yeah. than any of us. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Sometimes, judge, you know, judge I mean, not lest thee be judged or whatever that saying is. Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> municipalities really need to get behind affordable housing and not 
put their finger at the one trailer park in their community that's causing problems, but look at the 10 other parks that are actually creating a better society for their tenants and giving more opportunities to other people looking for affordable housing that are doing the right thing because they get stuck on that. They, they forget to look at the, at, at the pretty stuff and they only want to point at the ugly stuff and say, this is why we can't do any more here. When, that, when almost every single town, as far as I know, in America needs more affordable housing. You know, here in Wilmington, where, where I live, you know, housing prices are insane right now, okay? Especially compared to even five years ago. I mean, insane. And your 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 mobile homes, uh, your mobile home communities here are 100% full, okay? And they're getting closed down and redeveloped day in and day out. And what, what the city needs to happen to do is say, hey, we're going to put a moratorium on shutting these parks down and give some some extra land over here that will allow zoning for a mobile home park and then let let that do you know let us bring in another thousand units of, of affordable housing in this market and then let every other town like us do that same type of thing in in a in, in a decade or two we'll finally maybe have solved some of this problem uh as it stands right now it's you know it's a finger wag at the municipalities for saying not in my backyard Len, thank you, as always, for a stimulating conversation. And there are so many reasons to get involved in investing in the MHP space, from taxes to timing to not having uh, the responsibilities, very passive, you know, just great stuff. If you're interested in learning more about MHP, first of all, you should go get Ben's, uh, Ben, you should go get Glenn's book, uh, The Mobile Home Park Manifesto. You can go on Amazon and order that or on Glenn's website. Um, it's a very easy purchase. Go to themhpexpert.com. If you'd like to reach out to Glenn, uh, Glenn, did you have something to say? say we might, if we're going to plug all this other stuff, we might as well plug the masterclass. Uh, guys, the masterclass is selling really well. People seem to really like it. It's a very affordable way to get a nice entry point into uh, MH. I think, you know, it's only a couple hundred bucks. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty long class. And we give you lots of really good downloads. And, you know, including some of the underwriting models that we use. And I walk you through it from, you know, from beginning to your first purchase. And, you know, it, it, it aligns with the book very well. And if you're looking to take a step beyond just, you know, uh, what the book has to say, this would be the next step above it. Absolutely. And if you want to learn more, go to the mhpexpert.com. You can email Glenn at gesterson at the mhpexpert.com. And you can call Glenn at 720-MHP4U. That's 720-MHP4U. On behalf of Glenn Esterson and the entire MHP Expert podcast team, I'm Jason Sroden. We'll see you next time.